0: Welcome to yet another edition of Stuffing Around, Stuff Magazine's podcast for all things gaming related. My name's Nick Cowan and joining me, uh, as always, is the very handsome Brad Lang.
1: Thank you, that's that's very kind of you to say.
0: And joining me... No, he's not here, is he's he? He's not actually here, no. No, no he's not no, actually no. here. I mean, here's the thing, Max Milella, we are going to miss you on this podcast, but you did have the stinking temerity to pursue your university degree Rather than play games and talk about them. Man comes in on Monday and he says, "Ah, I'm not gonna be able to make it on Wednesday.
1: Why, Max? Why can't you make it on Wednesday? I've got a test. Can you believe the audacity? The audacity.
0: Every day's a test. Indeed. And he thinks this is
1: special because it's because it's being written down. Okay. Indeed. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, okay, sure. Well, well, we'll 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 be there when you have your mortarboard on your head. Yeah. Thanks for nothing.
1: Have fun. Have fun. You're getting, I'm not getting invited to that graduation. You think you're getting invited to that graduation? I'm not.
0: My goodness, you sound like Mr. Garvin from Days Gone. <laughs> what full of ire and salt and piss. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, first piece of news this week was Mr. Garvin, who was the uh, creative director on Days Gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Days Gone, if you've never played it, is um, very
1: unremarkable.
0: <laughs> well, I would I was going to say it's you you on a clanky motorbike trying to outrun zombies. Yeah. Um, but essentially it's a post-apocalyptic
1: Uh, Third-person
0: open-world game, game, because we don't have enough of those. Um, Set in the zombie apocalypse, because we don't have enough of those either. But you play as a biker, which actually we don't have enough of those. No, we don't. Um, But essentially, he was on a podcast with David Jaffe, uh, the bloke behind the first two God of War games Mm. and Twisted Metal. Great games. Um, And uh, he essentially asked um, Mr. Garvin, do you think there's going to be... um, more engagement now with with days gone now that it's made the move from being a ps uh playstation exclusive exclusive to to pc PC, but also because it's being offered on game pass uh not game pass sorry ps plus ps plus on the playstation 5 yes and he had a rather salty answer which was something along the lines of if you enjoy a game you should buy it at full
1: price Mm. at launch at launch and don't right. wait buy it immediately because everyone just has a thousand three hundred bucks lying in their back pocket at mm. any given week of the year of course mm.
0: you know that's the way it goes yeah and cool. i i would also say kudos to you brad because you didn't drop as many f-bombs as he did during that man is cross, eh? yeah
1: but I, I, at some point i understand why he's fairly uh, annoyed i guess mm. you know uh, the whole sort of look i mean revelation but like the whole sort of thing with the um, sony
0: cancelling a sort of a a Days Gone sequel because it didn't do especially well. That having been said, they haven't officially cancelled anything. What happened was they reportedly rejected um, the studio that made Days Gone bend. Sony Bend, yeah. Yeah, they, they basically rejected their proposal for a, a Days Gone 2. So Sony still obviously own the IP, and for... The foreseeable, it seems to have been mothballed. But they could bring out a Days Gone 2 with another studio if they wanted. It's just that Ben's proposal has been reportedly oh, rejected.
1: So it was the pitch that they turned down, not yeah. the actual idea of a sequel to Days Gone. Because mm. from what I understand, Days Gone was... Met, it
0: was a very 7 out of 10 kind of game in terms of critical reception but i heard a lot of players really enjoyed it well here's the here's the funny thing and this is probably like you know where um, our south african parochialism steps in but i mean the thing was that days gone was a was i don't know about you it was a title i looked at and went i'm not buying that at full price no um, however i've played it already if I, if I do see it on sale i might give, a, give it a whirl for me it was an aggressive sale purchase yeah and the thing is is that I would be going into video game shops and checking out the PSN store and that thing didn't come down in price for like a couple of years Mm -hmm. after it was released yeah yeah. and you just started thinking actually maybe this is better than I have been led to believe because it's still selling at full price yeah it's kind of like the little zombie game that could Mm. you know that having been said Um, I think that it is quite arrogant of someone to say, here's a new IP, buy it at full price or shut up. Yeah, it's it's very... (laughs) Especially when word of mouth is doing what it's doing. I mean, you you take, for example, Dead Space, right? That was a new IP, Mm. right? But that did quite well for a horror game um, being released as a new IP. And that's because of word of mouth. Because yeah. loads of people played it and said, "Listen, you right, need to play this game. You, you need to play this game. This is really, really good." I didn't see any sort of um, group of people online going, "You really need to play Days Gone." Yeah, you know, because but it was a thoroughly average game, right? It's it's. Well, it, it you haven't played a- it, so you can't say that. I've played about two hours of it.
1: Have you? I've okay, well then you hours can. Hours say <laughs> <laughs> I played about two hours of it, and I was like, "I've played this before. This is this is this is, isn't an especially original game." Mm. And you're right in saying that, like, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't pay full price for it it's very i think it's it's, it's very expectant mm. like it's, to think that the world needs to give you money for a new ipa that's not tried and tested that's not trusted mm. you know day one you know it, that's a it's, a it's an attitude
0: that's very it doesn't sit right with me i think it's an attitude of people who exist within the industry and mm. sometimes forget what the audience is doing yeah um, I mean, I, I wrote an article about this and about several other, sequ- uh, several other games that um, probably need sequels. I probably won't get or a probably sequel. probably won't get them. Um, but I remember being in um, 2010 in Microsoft's um, huge booth in E3, and we were doing an interview with um, Cliff Blazinski mm. because uh, Bulletstorm was on the shop floor and i mean obviously i'm paraphrasing because i don't have the audio but he said something along the lines of this like someone said is bullet the start of a new franchise for you guys mm. and he went well we don't know i mean the fact of the matter is is that you know it, it, it's all down to the interest of players and all down to that if that interest translates into sales yeah then we know we have the starting block for a franchise or not i mean he said like he said, How arrogant would you have to be to come on stage at E three and say, Yeah, this is the start of a franchise Like the fans will tell you if it's the start of a yeah, franchise, exactly. bro. Yeah, like you seriously. have no say in that. Yeah. You know, and it also the, 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 the quote from Cliffy is that he's fond of saying, which is like the the last sequel they make in Hollywood is the one that doesn't make any money. Yeah. And that, you know, that that might be, you know, taking the art slash medium gaming that we all love really down to the bottom line. A but been un- too commercial, yeah. But unfortunately, it is. So that's it, the way it goes. It's, it's, it's the bottom line. It is the bottom line. Right. So, that was the news that we reported on this week. Yes. Some salty news. Some salty news. Um, and because no one sent us any code for any new games. Well, because there aren't many new games. Because there aren't any. <laughs> um, we've been exploring our back catalogs. So, you've been playing Resident Evil I've 7. I've been replaying Resident Evil
1: 7, because I played Resident <laughs> Evil 7 back in 2017 when that game launched. Mm. Man, that game is four years old, holy shit. And yeah, I've been preparing for Resident Evil uh, 8 Village. Mm. Uh, I'm a fairly new, massive major fan of the Resident Evil franchise. Last year in 2020, when the world ended, I decided, cool, there's a pandemic going around, I'm going to play every single Resident Evil game in order. And I did, I got through every single one of them in order in the span of about four months.
0: And this yeah. was the first
1: time you played them. First time I played all of them. You know, I I, I got my hands on.
0: No, but know. when did you first play the first
1: Resident Evil? And I played the very first Resident Evil. Uh, probably about 2012. Right, so yeah. quite a while back. Quite a while back, and, and I went. And back. did you
0: play it on the PlayStation, or did you? No, play I played
1: it? I played the remake. The version. HD remake. Play yeah. the HD remake because that was that's the one on Steam. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't have a PS One that I'm going to go and dig around for. So I did a complete playthrough, and I was like, I'm going to get ready for eight, We play seven. game rocks. That mm. game is utterly immaculate. It has to be one of the greatest horror games of all time.
0: No, it is. It's, it's, I mean, I remember reviewing it for uh, a site that I worked for back in, well, when it was released, and I remember the first line of my review was, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard is genuinely scary. It is. And it's worth mentioning that because Resident Evil games haven't been scary for quite some time—very long time. You know, yeah, roughly, roughly when Resident
1: Evil sort of four came around, they started pivoting more into sort of action rather than the horror
0: that was permeated in the first. That been said Resident Evil four was quite scary. That's what I'm saying.
1: Resident Evil four still had those those, those elements of um. I don't think it's scary. I think it's tense. Mm. Um, whereas like five and six weren't tense in the slightest because you just drop down, you have a grenade launch to start, and you just decimate everything but Resident Evil 7 <laughs> goes like a completely different direction you know yeah if anyone who hasn't played Resident Evil 7 it's a completely
0: new character completely new setting you know for it's the first w- person it's first
1: person which is a massive change <coughs> for, the, for the franchise in
0: fact I would say that like the the sea change in Resident Evil 7 is about as big as the sea change from God of War 3 to God of oh, War yeah no it's huge yeah. it's it if you could if
1: someone hadn't told you you were playing a Resident Evil game, you would have thought you were playing a PT clone. I suppose it is a PT clone anyway, but still. I don't think it's a PT. Okay, clone. maybe not a clone, but it's pulling a lot of influence. Clone, from it you.
0: essentially, you ape everything that you. Yes, know, you no, 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 no. Clone, clone Dante's is Inferno is a God of War clone. clone. Yes, the first Saints Row is a GTA clone. I, I'm sorry, Resident Evil Seven. You're right. That was that was anything. wrong. That was wrong. Term, but it, but it is ta- very clearly taking a lot of inspiration from the direction that Silent Hill was clearly In, going to push. Indeed. It into. Well, I mean, before before everything before went Konami going. told Kojima, "You're rubbish." Yes. And he went, "Fine, I'm taking my ball and going home." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Did you play it with VR? No, I haven't played with VR yet. You know you I'm have the I'm VR side. I know.
1: I, yes, but i not. I don't Are have it you on too PlayStation. Chicken? I'm too chicken. I don't <laughs> have it on PlayStation. I have it on PC. Um, it's staggering how well Resident Evil works when you cut away all of the lore that's attached to Resident Evil. Mm. Because the I think one of the biggest drawbacks and the reason I wanted to play all of them was there is so much. St- there's a weird amount of story convoluted mm. nonsense I mm. should say that goes on in between games. And Resident Evil says no we won't and just cuts it all puts you into a weird house in florida and just lets you d- explore it in a way that's very reminiscent of the first game you know, it's like a weird mansion except it's not nice it's mm. falling apart and mm. filled with bug woman
0: and a man who sh- sh- shoots himself in the face
1: and grows his head back mm. it's unsettling is what it is
0: no, you know it's in, it, it's that's a really good way of describing it it's a really unsettling game and it unsettles you right from the beginning because mm-hmm. like I mean, I, I, I remember starting Resident Evil Seven. You get out the car, you walk up the driveway, you can't get into the gate, you have to go around the back into yeah. through the kitchen. You take a pot lid off a pot pull the, and a uh, whole bunch of cockroaches run out of the pot and you're just and then you hear like um, a clink or a breaking glass in the mm. distance, and uh, immediately your whole body just tenses up.
1: I'd see, I see. I I don't know if anyone said this uh, about. Res- I'm sure someone has, but the sound in that game, when you're playing with a proper headset, is immaculate. It has to be one of the, some of the best sound design I've ever heard in a video game. Because mm. like, there's always something creaking or just, I don't know. Th- it always feels some like
0: skittering presence in the. F- it never feels like you're alone.
1: No. No. Yeah, you know, it always feels like this. Even if you are in a safe room, yeah, it always feels like there is someone waiting on the other side of the door for you. Yeah. Which is also one of my favorite features, in that it's very, <laughs> there is a very clear divide between a safe mm. room and the rest of the mansion. Mm. Like last night, I just got to the the point where you fight Jack Baker and you chainsaw him down to a stump. Indeed, um, as you do, as you do, as one does. But before that point, when he's busy walking around the mansion trying to find you. You can open the safe room door, stand like on the threshold, and he'll walk right up to you and be like, "Come on out, I'll get you, boy. I'll get you, boy. Come on out." (laughs) And you're just staring him right in, and he just turns away because he doesn't know you're there. Indeed, it's a it's it's very funny. I enjoy that.
0: See, what 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 I was um, blown away by with Resident Evil Seven was it was the perfect amalgamation of traditional Resident Mm. Evil but also all the trends in horror that had been happening at the time. Yeah. For example, like the big noises in horror were things like Amnesia, The Dark Descent, Outlast, um, stuff like that, where it's like, you know, you are not going to be able to defeat these monsters. Your only recourse is to run and hide. Mm. Whereas the same at the same time, Resident Evil has always... Given sl- you a way to fight back. Yeah, given you a way to fight back. But in this case, I mean, you're just... Joe Schmo, mm. you're you're not, you know, the tactical group that you were in the first Resident Evil games. You're not Chris
1: you're, Redfield punching a boulder into a pit of lava. Exactly,
0: and 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 so it makes sense that your shots are not going to be accurate. Mm. That you have to watch every single bullet that comes out of your gun, and then you know, once you shoot an enemy like the one who is outside the safe room. Um, and it doesn't do anything. You're like, oh, oh dear, god! Dear dear. Because
1: the game <laughs> Sorry about that.
0: I didn't mean that. I, I'm just. Gonna you go can take here. your rake
1: and go the other way <laughs> yeah. just
0: part, part ways. No problem. But the game does like. It's but, very it's, very but it's pure Resident Evil. You still have those keys that you need to get into certain mm. doors, and it's a uh, Metro Metroidvania in a sense. Yeah, and and it's a house as a puzzle box. Mm. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's yeah. a beautifully designed house. You know, yeah.
1: there's looping passages that come back up and paths that you would never expect. Mm. You know, and it, it, the game doesn't entirely disempower you either because it does mm. the thing that, that Nemesis did, right, in 3, in which there is this, in every sort of area around the, the, the property, there is this figure that is hunting you down. The first area, for example, mm. it's Jack Baker. When you get down to the basement, there are these weird, like, mold creatures, yeah. and those you can annihilate yeah. relatively simply. If you aim, you place your shots well, you can take them down, like, four shots to the head. Yeah. You know, so you don't feel completely powerless but then when Jack Baker pokes his head on the corner you still run the other way because yeah. you know that you can't do shit against yeah. that man.
0: And and the other thing about it is is that those characters that family that really sick family are so well designed oh and so well rendered and so well animated. I mean like if you met someone like that on the street you would literally just speed up and walk past them. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean I mean it's it's an incredible Incredible game. I, um, th- I have to say, I think. Sorry, Nick. I have to say, I think the RE engine might be one of the best working engines at the moment. Mm. And I think it is mm. one of the best looking engines being being worked on at the moment. So, if you fancy getting the excrement scared out of you this weekend, um, get a cop. I mean, I think it's on Game Pass actually. It is on Game Pass. Yes. it's on Game Pass. So, you know, grab grab uh, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard because you know. Speaking of sound, you're absolutely right. I think that sound plays an incredible it's part. Huge in Resident Evil 7. I think the only games that I've... Well, the only game or couple of games I've seen that can compare with Resident Evil 7 was Dead Space. Mm. Well, Dead Space <coughs> was very intentional with
1: its sound design. You can hear it as well. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a thing about Dead Space you might not know. Um, did you ever hear of the Sting Bucket? I think you might have told me about this. I'm not sure. Okay, so the Sting Bucket essentially in Dead Space was, okay, imagine you're wandering down a... Darkly dank lit corridor in Dead Space. Is there any other kind? Nope. And you just hear, like, a tinkling in the distance, or you hear like a shudder on a violin, like, and that tees you up to like something's coming, something's coming, right? And let's say you get round there and you die, right? You reload from the same space. What the Sting Bucket was was essentially a sound bank that that randomly spun out sounds. So you'd be in the exact same place that you were going earlier, and of course you've heard the sounds coming along, and the sting bucket would go around, and then maybe you wouldn't hear anything. Oh god! Or maybe you would hear something, something different. Something different. That's cool. At at, at an earlier or later juncture oh than god. you expect. So the whole the whole sound design of Dead Space is designed to keep you on the back foot the entire yeah. time, like tensed to go hell for leather. And that's the thing about Resident Evil Seven. What I loved about it was that like. It would be like you know these jarring chords building up, building up, and then nothing. Yeah. And then all you could hear is your own footsteps, or, or, or Ethan breathing very yeah. heavily. And and then you go, something's going to happen, and you could literally spend about a minute sitting in a corner before you went forward for another two to three minutes, and nothing happened. And nothing happened.
1: Yeah. The the, the two other things I want to say about Resident Evil Seven, I felt like we were wrapping that up, but this, is, this yes. just reminded me is that. It's while it's taking itself a lot more seriously because Resident Evil started going very absurd towards five and six and Mm. and whatnot. And the less said about Raccoon City, the better. (laughs) Operation Raccoon City, good lord. Um, But it has that element of um, dumbness to it in the very, in the very first hour. Like Ethan just gets his hand cut off, and then like you wake up after being like punched out. Yeah. Uh, you you wake up and someone is just like one of i think it's Jack has like bolted your hand back to your ha- back to your arm and it just works it it just works exactly as if it was like reattached surgically but there's literally leather straps holding it there it's like
0: okay i guess that's just going to be the way we play this, i guess well i mean that's a callback to evil dead isn't it yeah it is isn't it groovy
1: yeah, groovy.
0: yeah. get
1: all oh, hell the king baby
0: well as we wrap up Mm. I'm going to tell you a, uh, a thing because uh, um, um, I started downloading a game I'd never played before. The oh other, yeah? Resident Evil. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit, you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I've never played it before. Never played the first one. They're done. Bye. We're done. Well, um, thank you very much, Brad. And uh, I've been Nick. And I guess we'll see you all next week. How have you never played Resident Evil, you joking?